This is Chris from Guantanamo Bay Watch. You are tuned in to the hottest CFS.FM. Say what?
Friday. The love boat has a couple with a mother-in-law that just won't quit. Hello there. Gail. Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs> hi, sweetheart. What are you doing here? We didn't expect you to see us off. Then on Fantasy Island, Mr. Rourke has to play along with Brother Jill on Dialone Radio. What does one do with a thousand-year-old child? Give her her fantasy, Rourke. Friday. BFF.FM. Yeah, BFF.FM, it's Brother Jill, boo, 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 with Gothic Aaron. Hello. Hey, episode 32, doggy. I kn- wow. Nice. I know, right? I feel like you need to get one of those things that they have on like other radio stations with all little sound effects, like little keyboard that you Dude, can... I know. I'll find you one. All right. Well, I need That's to do- my new goal is There's to get... There's a lot get- of things I need to be doing on BFF that I don't do. Get Jill a sound effects machine. <laughs> I'll be the first uh, BFF DJ that's like, has like a ham horn sound effects machine. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I am kind of known for the mouth ham horn, though. That's what that's okay. called, by the way. It is. It? Okay, good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun sound to make. I would love to hear you try it. Uh, no. Huh? <laughs> rear, rear, rear. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I get it close? No, you got super close. That was great. That was perfect. Uh, Aaron, so yeah. as you know, because you've been my friend for a million years, mm-hmm. you know I'm terrible with mm-hmm. birthdays. Yeah. I never remember anyone's birthday. Yeah. Uh, when's your birthday? Um, It was. It was. I see I'm a fucking asshole, you guys. <laughs> the last time I was on, on the. Was your birthday? No, the, the 23rd. It was that Sunday, the, the 25th. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's always Pride Sunday. Damn, that's so funny because you're like not a pride dude. Yeah, I don't like crowds. Yeah. That's too, many, a- too many people for my no ass. Idea. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Also, it's funny. One, I forget. Okay, this is what kind of friend I am. If you guys are wondering, like, what's it like to be friends with Brother Jill? This is what it's like. I don't remember your birthday. And then next time I see you, I don't get you anything. You give me something. And Aaron's been bringing me these delicious Haribo fizzy colas. They're just rare. They're on the rack at the corner store. I know you mentioned that you can't find them, and I like can. I get, I get my fizzy water. I love my San Pellegrino and some yeah. chips for the show. And if I see them there, they're like right there. It's like I know, but so, so thoughtful. Also, I'm horrible with birthdays too, and literally the only reason I remember yours, you can talk to any of my other friends like three days, four days later. Hey, happy belated birthday! It's because your birthday's on Halloween. That's true. The, I re- it's so easy to remember. I also hate my birthday though. My <clears throat> birthday is so corny. Um. But speaking of. But speaking of. Uh, so tonight we are doing Season of the Crab. Cancer season. Cancer season, baby. I didn't want to call it cancer season because that sounds like. Like what? Oh, like cancer. cancer? Yeah. Like uh, I don't know how many people associate that with the astrological sign, but we're talking about the astrological sign. We're talking about, we're talking about the Zodiac, dog. The Zodiac. So uh, yeah. everyone on the set list according to the internet, is a cancer. I have to dig. Usually. Yeah. There were were some people that I knew, and then others I'm like, okay, we got to fill in this. Who did you know off the bat? Like, who are your, like, because I know, I only really know, like, a few people that are Scorpios. The number one celebrity that I know is a Scorpio. Charles Manson. Carrot Top. Sylvia Plath. Oh shit! That's uh, cool. Roz Williams. Oh, okay. um, I'm pretty sure Rick Owens is. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Like who... those are all really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ Fun Size is known for being like if you could be talking about someone, you'd be like, oh yeah, Vladimir Putin. But like you know, 
Putin is a Gemini. <laughs> like <laughs> I did DJ Flynn Size knows everyone's astrological sign. It's really funny. Inter okay. Yeah. I'm not quite that level. Um Oh, but who did I know and who did I not? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Who did so you know off the top of your head? I knew Patrick Wolf, uh, Peter Murphy, of course, uh, Ian Curtis, of course, um, uh, Debbie Harry. Cindy Lauper is cuspy. She's like June 22nd. Mm. So some lists have her in Gemini, some have her in Cancer. But I think it depends on sometimes they start Cancer. Uh, generally, the 22nd is June 22nd is when it starts. So okay. she's, I knew, yeah. So. Her, um, Courtney Love, of course, I didn't mention her. Did I mention her yet? No, no I don't no, think no, I did. No. Um, who else did I know off the bat? Uh, Kennedy from, S and I'm going to butcher the name. Okay, so she was in this band called Them or Us 2, and then Cash Askew, the guitarist, passed away in the Ghost Ship Fire in Oakland, and then Kennedy um, started a new musical project called Searskew. It's like oh. S-R-S-Q. Oh, she's okay. a cancer. She's played with Becca's band. Like one of the first times, the only time I saw Searskew, Becca played with her and um, one of the ladies from Wax Idols at the Elbow Room. This was years ago. Okay, wait a second. Uh, are you talking about Kennedy from MTV? No. What are you talking about? Kennedy, this uh, musician who's very influenced by, I guess she's influenced by like 4AD bands. She lives, I think, in Texas. She had a band on... Uh, Deus Records called Them or Us 2, and now she has a new band, Searskew. Wait, wait, wait. Was Kennedy assigned male at birth? I don't think so, but Cash, the guitarist for Them or Us 2, was trans. Because I remember at Kennedy playing, possibly with Becca, but when I met them, it, they were not female presenting. Um, I'm pretty sure Kennedy is cisgender, but the guitarist for them or two who passed away was was trans. But Kennedy's a dude? No. Oh. Weird. I okay. Uh I don't know. I'm confused. Also, Becca, by the way, for all you listeners out here who don't know who Becca Irizari is, uh, we went to I was to high school with her and she was a uh, rock star among rock stars in Modesto, California, circa late nineties, and her band Daryl was like a big deal. And I I cannot remember for the life of me, Nira Zona. Oh, Zona Nera. Z yeah, there we go. That's that's what she was doing. That was her goth band. Yeah. She's in San Diego now. Moved to San Diego? She moved to San Diego. Holy shit, I did not know. Also, yeah. I did not see Diamanda once in San Diego. Diamanda Gloss. Where the fuck would you see Diamanda? It's not like she's going to go be in she Target. She lives in San Diego. I know, but she's going to be in a castle somewhere. I don't think so. Door dashing everything. Door <laughs> That's what I guess royalty does. The article that I read is that she doesn't actually drive, so she walks everywhere. I mean, oh. at a long, lifelong New Yorker, right? Um, I wonder if she lives in Hillcrest. I can't remember. I was over in Hillcrest. I was. Um, Weird. I don't know. She's. I guess she's living in her um, parents' house. Okay, so her parents' house might not be in Hillcrest then. Who knows? I mean, when Who her knows? parents bought it, Hillcrest might not have been the gay. the gayberhood. Yeah. Well, anyways, shout out Becca Irizari. Uh, shout out Diamanda Gloss. Oh, shout out Patrick Wolf, who we just heard. Yeah, Patrick's um, birthday was on the thirtieth. Um, yeah, I did not realize that Danzig was a cancer. That was one of the surprises. Ooh, what a shocker! Yeah, and Danzig. I mean, if I had to guess, I would think that he was a. Uh, okay, this is Kennedy. Something? I had to. 
No, no, no. I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, you're definitely thinking I of think someone, someone else. I think of someone else. Yeah, Patrick Wolf, we heard, Enter the Day. And I guess Patrick Wolf is a cancer. Yes, he is. Y'all. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. These are a lot of, these are good, good picks. Um, I personally don't know a ton of people's zodiac signs, but it is always interesting. I always have this joke that, like, astrology is the official religion of California. I... You know, I pay attention when it's when it's my sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's I like, like that's most people. When it's like someone, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like how many, you know, like Patrick Wolf, Peter Murphy, Ian Curtis, Mark Almond, like all of these goth or gothy adjacent. Um, it's a water sign. Dudes are cancers. Yeah, it's a water sign. Like Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. Yeah, I don't. Well, Kurt was Kurt Cobain was a Pisces. I don't know of any who other musicians were Pisces. I know, um, and the only Scorpio I know, I think, is Roz. Carrot Top. Well, he's not a goth musician. <laughs> no, so. uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I should be better about knowing fellow Scorpios. I actually don't, um, but I do know. I was talking to uh, one of the barbers at the barbershop. They're like. David Lynch is a Capricorn. Yes, he is. And I was like, I love Capricorn. So I'm David Lynch, Marilyn Manson, and Dennis Cooper are all Capricorns. You know people's signs. See, this is a good show that, that DJ Fun Size could be on because, again, she knows everyone's astrological sign. She probably remembers everyone's birthday, too, because she's like a loving, kind, considerate person, unlike myself. And uh, But anyways, yeah, I love this like astrological... Theme show. It's it a was, good idea. It was swerving, right? Like he did the Gemini one. Mm. That's where I got the idea. I'm good idea. Totally copy. Good copy idea. Cat. Shout out DJ Swerving, who I have not seen for weeks, and I miss him so much. Oh no. I know, because either like he has a rerun, or I have a rerun, or whatever, or he pre-recorded, or I'm doing something. I don't know, but I miss you, DJ Swerving. It's summer. It Everyone's is. Everyone's got shit going on. You're right. So this next one, uh, we're gonna play Hole. Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did you pick this song? I'm interested. I love this song, by the way. I, I don't want to frame that in a way of like, why did you pick the song? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I love this song. No, I, I, I actually do too now. And I used to not. I did not like Celebrity Skin. Mm-hmm. This album has really grown on me over the years. And it just, it just seems very summery. I like that. That's it. No bigger thing. I'm just like, it's a really good song. It's summery. And I, you know, didn't. When I originally was formulating the core songs on this set list, there mm-hmm. was nothing super like aggressive. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, like last time I was, we were playing some hardcore Diamanda out of the yeah. gate and some coil. And yeah. I wanted to go a little more gentle this like time. That. And, you know, of course, the default would have been like, Violet or something mm. off of Live Through This, which is one of the best records ever because I know you like Pretty on the Inside, but I for do. me, Live Through This is one of those perfect records because it's like around 45 minutes, there is not an ounce of fat on it. You can no, put it true. on from beginning to end and you don't have to skip. I can't I can't argue with that. <clears throat> I really can't. I really can't. It is a perfect album. It's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And so I was going to pull something from that, but it's all very, very loud and aggressive. And then um, I was like, no, you know what? I've, I've come around on the celebrity skin. Yeah. I appreciate Malibu now in, totally. in middle age. And it, it feels just like it's a summer song. It is a summer song. And not to sully Malibu, but when I saw that you put that song on, it was like a gut punch because there's like certain songs that are hard for me to listen to. 
because I uh, associate a couple of songs with like a um, my grieving process around like when I lost my best friend Robbie, uh, which was like two years ago. Um, there was just certain songs that I just played like my ADHD brain was like, soothe me, soothe me, soothe me. And so I don't know why, but there was just certain songs I played over and over and over and over again. And this is one of them. So when I was listening to, because I try to like listen to the entire set list before the show, when I was like, okay, Jill, you have to listen to this song. Like, just listen to it. It's going to be okay. It's fine. I listened to it and I was like, it's a beautiful song. I've moved past the association or not. It's not past it, but like I can hold it. Yeah. And it feels okay. And it is a, a beautiful song. It's like a perfect song. Yeah. Honestly. I'm like, who wrote this song? Did she write this song? This song's great. Uh, Billy Corgan produced this record. Yeah. And I don't know. I also had no idea about. I didn't know that either. That with Robbie though. Oh yeah. I well, I mean, how and, would you? It was like a right. year of me being by myself and listening to true, true. the same 10 songs and crying. Uh, I remember one time a moment of levity around that the year that he passed, it was, uh, it was 2020. It was this, it was Christmas day, 2020. And, uh, which is already a stellar year, you know, it's shaping up to be a good year. Um, but I remember, uh, my, my bestie Marianne was like looking at my, like your top, (laughs) all your most played songs in 2020. I remember her being like, bitch, you were sad. <laughs> oh my god! You absolutely fucking scared me so much, is Brother that Porter? Really scared. No, right. my god, I have chills all over my body, on my titty balls. I have chills. That was Them scary. I know. Baby. Oh my god, that was totally scary. I'm so glad to see you here. Okay, uh, oh, no, it's been a minute because I've been on vacation, fuck you, bro. You live with me. Okay, also, oh, yeah, bro. when I got back from... Can I what? Oh, I, oh, you know, this is classic Brother Porter. It's like, hey, uh, I'm not going to come on your show because I'm too busy, but I'm going to pop up with some friends and I'm going to ask you to charge my phone. What the fuck are you going to do about it? I'm not doing anything. I'm just talking about it on air. <laughs> exactly. Also, I don't know where a charger is, so... Bro, we have a t- where? Where's the charger? Un- unplug... Oh, you want me to unplug? No, the- that's the wrong plug. Oh, okay, Number well... Two. I gotta come in here Just come in here and plug your phone. Oh my god. Anyway, so uh, tender moment brought to you by brother. Por- Aaron, can you open the door? Or oh wow, wow! This is an impressive moment. Uh, brother Porter is opening the door, which is hard to open. I got long ass arms. You do have long ass arms. All right, where are you gonna? Uh, where are you trying to plug this I'm gonna, in? I'll just plug it in over here. Oh, plugs in. there you go. Get it, plug it in, plug it in. Hi, people. How's it going? So, uh, I don't know if Brother Porter told you we're actually like on the air right so now. Sorry. All five people that are listening to me right now are like, what's going on? This is totally unprofessional. <laughs> oh my God. Sun, those are Aaron's sun chips. Aaron, I have fed Aaron so much, and I will continue to feed the shit out of that. I don't know that we can even hear you. Can Hey, uh, can you guys text me if you can hear uh, Brother Porter? You guys come over from uh, Benders or what are you doing? You no, sound... 500 Club, even cooler. All right, we're going to play some songs. We're going to play some songs. Yeah, duh. Uh, I hope that you guys can actually hear Brother Porter. Um, goof, I guess we're goofy bitches, and I don't disagree. So here we go. Malibu. Malibu. 
want to be your BFF. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, best frequencies Streaming with my besties. Yeah. All right, enough of the butthole talk. We're on air, guys. Uh, so we just heard a very summary trio. We heard Hole, Malibu, uh, and then we heard uh, SRSQ. Sirskew, I Sirskew. Sirskew, Sir, I... You know, it's another one of them, yeah. like, churst that just, they can't with the vowels. Yeah, I can't with these vowels, doggy. These vowels are stupid and dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we heard from... Uh, we'll Save for Summer, right? Did we say the name of the song? Yeah, Save, for, okay. save for Summer. And then we heard then Peter Marie, gliding like a whale. Very, very ungoth. I mean, I feel like uh, I love this. So I, I remember when Cascade came out. And it's like this very celebratory, beautiful, like ornamental album. Mm-hmm. And uh, dare I say, brave? Yeah, I don't know. It's actually one of my favorite Peter Murphy solo records. It's, nice. it's got a lot of really good songs on there, but it is like <clears throat> light rock, less talk. It kind of is. <laughs> kind it's of a little a, Alice 97.3. Yeah, it's like adult alternative. It kind of is. Of, you it know? kind of is. I, I can't disagree with that, honestly. Um, also, but it's uh, nice. no, it is. It's nice. it's nice. It's really nice. It's like Terry the pterodactyl from Pee Wee. Yeah. It's really nice, Gothic girl. And I really <laughs> like this song. Peter Murphy is like relaxing. I like to think about gliding like a whale in the ocean. Ooh, exactly. Um, I was so I have a, a beater fucked up car that does not have a Bluetooth capabilities. So I have to listen to a lot of radio and I always listen to calyx uc berkeley station as i'm driving through that portion of the east bay and um i was like listening and i was like god calyx djs really fit into these like very tight buckets of radio personalities and i want to do an impersonation i was like i gotta do an impersonation of a calyx dj on my show okay here we go here's my two impersonations first is what i imagine to be like college freshman who transferred from like some red state who's playing crass it's Calyx, Berkeley. Then they play like a bunch of like punk rock songs. The other one is like, I don't know where this person is from, but they are terrible on the radio and they're always like, so I played this song and got some complaints. Long pause. Called I like beer. I like that beverage. Long pause. I'm going to play it again. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Who let you on the air? <laughs> Both of y'all are terrible. Yeah. There's like no personalities. I mean, so I really probably not should be shitty on Calyx because I do love that station. It's one of my favorite things is like smoke weed, listen to Calyx and like Shazam songs because they never say what songs they're playing. Um, oh, that's annoying. It's very annoying. And especially if they're playing like some like really wild shit that's like not on shazam you're like i'll never know but dang they should have like some kind of class like here's how to sound okay on the radio you sound weird and awkward like i'm getting this like awkward cringe just listening to you and all i want to do is listen to the music because every time you talk it makes me so furious i don't know if you can teach it I think you, you just have to be a natural like just, Brother Jill. 
and either, call the Karen. You either have the gift of gab or you don't. You don't. Hey, Kelly CJs, <laughs> you don't. Hey, you fucking nerds. You don't know how to talk on the radio. Guess what? I'm a blue collar old person and I do in your face. Yeah. yeah. You're either just kind of chatty and you have, it flows or, you know. You, you have some weird affected DJ personality that sucks. Very. Yeah. Awkward. Oh, God, Aaron. Long. Pauses. I cannot with the long pauses. <laughs> it's obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. And I may have been guilty of doing that a couple of times. No, here, you're but... not. You're not. You're really not. Aaron, you've never. Like, I have a very low tolerance, high sensitivity for long pauses. And I've never once been like, spit it out, Aaron. <clears throat> right. No dead air. No, no dead air. Yeah. Um, well, that was a very summary trio. I love that. Yeah. Um, hopefully everyone listening at home could hear Brother Porter just like sticking his head in the studio and being like, what's up, you fucking dumb nerds? Speaking of Pee Wee's Playhouse, that was just like when, you know, King of Cartoons or someone would drop on uh, by. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy fucking know, Brother Porter. Uh, what's Missy up, you nerds? Vaughn. Yeah. Do you have any nail polish remover? Yeah, I got nail polish remover with me at all times. I got some acetone in my fucking backpack. Brother Jill's Playhouse. Brother Jill's Playhouse. Love it. Free sun chips for everybody. Yep. Uh, all right. So we'll talk about the next three. Uh, we got Cindy Lauper. I drove all night. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's a Roy Orbison cover. Yes. Did you see that movie, Vibes, that she was in? That's where I... Yes. When I was a kid. Long, long time ago. Yeah. But there's this podcast I listened to called BGM. Um, it's Bad gay movies, bitchy gay men, and they review like they're because there are very, very low budget bad gay movies. Oh, it's and, a gay bar movie. Yeah, no, and but they, like you go to a gay bar and they're like, "Oh, it's Bring It On." Yeah, on the TV. <laughs> but they'll but they'll also do like gay adjacent things, like with uh-huh. the gay interest in like Vibes was one of them. Yeah, and so definitely. they were listening. They I listened to the episode where they're talking about Vibe because they've been doing this for like a long fucking time, and I've been going through their back catalog. There's a lot of gay bad movies. <clears throat> oh, there really are, and I've seen a number of them, and it's just nice to know that I'm not the only one who was like, "What the fuck was this that I just watched?" That anyway, um, but anyway, yeah. So they're talking about Vibes in this song, and that's that's where that. That oh, came funny. from so yes, very nice. yes, ex- exactly from from vibes via oh, BGM podcast. And then Mark Almond, Mark Almond, yeah, he was another one that I actually found on Google as like I googled cancer musicians, <laughs> or, yeah, and Mark Almond. I'm like, okay, Bing, another gothy dude. Yeah, so I like that. Is it Tears Run Rings? Yeah, I think Tears is Run Rings. yep. And then here's one that this is so funny. So I was listening to the the playlist for the show. And I was like, who the fuck is Laura Branigan? One of these things is not like the others. Yeah, I was like, what is this? But then I heard this song, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's kind of an 80s block we got we got up it's next. pretty good. No, um, I like that. But also, I just, I love, unironically love Laura Branigan. Um, you know, Gloria, I mean, the self-control is like my favorite one, even How Can I Live If... Is it how God that title? Like, how can I live if living means living without you? Um, I always just think Leanne rhymes. How can I live without you? Uh, yeah, uh, we would do our cool down and dance aerobics in high school to that song. 
No, well, the Laura Branigan one, I think, is about the death of her father, and there's a live performance where she's actually singing it and, like, crying. But, so it's, um, like, less, it's, like, more poignant than me oh, doing a yeah, cool down no. and dance yeah. in high school. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Right. I'll give you that. Laura does a lot of covers, like, everything, like, self-control is a cover. It was actually done by Raph, an Italo, Italo disco mm-hmm. guy in, like, 70s. Gloria is a cover of a, a Spanish song, um... Yeah, so she does. She did a lot of covers, but she has had a great voice. Died way too, way too fucking early of oh, like she a did? brain hemorrhage. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, brain yeah. hemorrhage. Yeah, brain aneurysm, brain Jeez. something. Just yeah, no. It, she she had an has an amazing voice. Dang. Um, well, yeah. We'll start off with uh, Cindy Lauper. I drove all night.
You can't do what? <laughs> I was going to do the callback, but... Why not? I don't know. I just... I lost I lost the beat. Well, we were talking... While while we were listening to this song, I was saying that... Uh, I was reviewing the playlist, and I was like, what the fuck? Is, who is Laura Branigan? Self-control. And then I heard the song, and I was like, oh, yeah! Like, full, like, macho man Randy Savage. Like, oh, yeah! Snap into a self-control. I oh, was yeah. pumped on it. I was pumped on it. It was amazing. No, it, well, like we were chit-chatting while I was playing, but like, yeah, yeah. I remember the song from when I was a kid, and I, I've loved it since I was a child. It's a good one. It really is. And the video, in the music video, the video. there's a, a callback to um, Roman Polanski's Repulsion because there's a scene where Laura is walking down a hallway with all these arms kind of grabbing at her, Ooh. and that is straight from um, the Polanski film Repulsion with a... God, was that Catherine, Catherine Deneuve? A very, very young Catherine Deneuve. It's in black Ooh. and white, I believe. Um, I can't think of it at this moment, but uh, probably you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, so up next... Uh, oh, wait. Okay, so we played the Laura Branigan song, which is great, Self-Control. We hear from Cindy Lauper, Mark Allman, Mark Allman, The Stars We Are. And then now, up next, we're going to play Adult, Tonight We Fall. Yes, adult. Okay, who so, the fuck is a cancer in an adult? Uh, the leads the the singer lady. Um, I know literally nothing about adult. They're also on Deus Records, which mm-hmm. do Sirskew, um, Choir Boy, Drab Majesty. They've they're mm-hmm. the ones behind a lot of the Coil reissues. Mm. Um, and they were posting on their Instagram feed, "Happy birthday!" And I wish I should I could have remembered her name, but I'm oh. like, oh. This is another cancer person because they did a happy birthday to Kennedy um, from Sirskew and then um, her, this lady from Adult. So I'm like, okay, perfect. We'll put perfect. Adult on here. It's funny because Adult to me is like one of those like... Adult period. I adult think the, period. I think you, it, there's a period in the name and I believe every time I've seen it, it's adult, all capital letters, period. period. And I think period. it's adult period. Adult period. Yeah. So Adult to me falls into the category of like Ladytron. Yeah, of like generic kind of like we're an electro band and we're kind of like modern and a little dark and, and a little dark, yeah. but like nothing that's going to really like rock the boat. You know, like you can put adult on at your 
grandma's birthday party and no one's going to be like, oh, God. I don't really know much. They're just honest. Honestly, y'all, I just was like, I'm going to fill this set list up. I want to try to find all the, you know, not, you know, I mean, like, there are some of the obvious ones that aren't on there, like George Michael, Carly Simon. Oh, um, the obvious cancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, George I, Michael I is obviously to... a cancer. Yeah, we have the. I think George Michael and Carly Simon and I all have the same birthday. Really? Yeah, June twentieth. Anthony Bourdain as well was born, but he's not a musician. But no. um, so yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll grab that. Yeah. But I don't really know. Like, I can't definitively say what. If if this is a tame adult song, or if there's a little more spice in some of their, I know the song is kind of old. It would yeah. like YouTube said it was like from the video is nine years old or something. I'll tell you what though, I actually so when just so you guys know, uh, if you come on to my show, I ask you to build a playlist. I don't care what's on the playlist because I'm gonna just like kind of I'll listen to the playlist, I'll think about it, but like I'm gonna for the most part. Just like riff off of what you have to bring to the set. Um, and so there's a lot of creative freedom with coming on Dialone Radio because I'm just like, well, whatever, it's cool. Um, I was excited. I was like, adult. I remember. So the only reference I have for adult is um, one year, there used to be this independent music festival called Homo Gogo in Olympia, oh, yeah. Washington. I yeah. remember. Robbie, you, did you and Robbie went? We went a couple times. We went a couple times once. Yeah, twice. we went, and uh, I remember him being like, "I'm gonna play adult," and it was like this burned CD of adult, and I was like, "This is such boring electronic music. I'm not into it." But revisiting adult, I was like, "I can see the appeal," because back then I was very like, "This isn't fucking indie rock. This isn't pavement. I hate this." Yeah. But now I'm like, "Oh no, I, I'm down." Uh, and then after adult, we're gonna play the one song. That I have vetoed so many fucking times, not just for you, but for other people too. So many times I've asked people to come on the show and they'll put this on the playlist and I'll be like, no, no. But I was like, you know what? I ride. Joy Division, love. It'll tear us apart. Yeah, I know you. I know. I remember you mentioning that this was like not one that you want because, no. well, it's like too obvious. It's very obvious. But secondly, like not everything would have got it would have been way too dark. I mean, yes, it's not a happy song lyrically, but musically, it's not like disorder. It's no. not, you know, atmosphere. It's not as heavy and dark. So like, that's why I, I walk I, away in silence. silence. I'm going to yeah. karaoke that next time. BFF karaoke. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna sing uh, Joy Division. Don't walk away in silence. See, like, like it would have just brought it down. At least level Terrace apart is a little more. It is. It's up to tempo. It wouldn't have been a black hole in the middle of the set list. That's very true. So I'm gonna allow it. Thank you. Joy Division level Terrace apart, and it's funny because it's not just you. Like other people have wanted to play this song, and I'm like, no. No, it. You know, I mean, what what better song to encapsulate the the theme of dial on radio? That's but it is. I a think little that's too why. Brand, I think right? that's why people yeah. want to play it. Uh, I recently heard that "Level Tears Apart" is a direct callback to Captain Tennille's "Level Keep Us Together." Do you think that's true? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I didn't. I did never heard that before. Well, Ian Curtis was also kind of a surprising dude. Evidently, he voted for Thatcher. What does that mean? He voted for Margaret Thatcher. It basically would have been like if, you know, he was in the U.S. and voted for Reagan. 
Thatcher was, you know, like, yeah, they they all hated. I'm not good with like international politics. Yeah, no, she was. I think that she was the Iron Lady, super right wing, really fucked up. Yeah. And he like was very adamant about Thatcher and um, got Mm. his wife to vote for her, too. And uh, yeah, yeah. Ian was, you know, yeah. Which wasn't in any, it was, there's this woman who was, and I wish I could remember her name, she was on Lydia Lunch's podcast, and she wrote this history of goth, but it's not just like a this band, this, it, it's, and I really want to read it because it couches the whole goth scene in the political oh. milieu of the day, so it's okay. like, this is what was going on, these were what the bands were doing, and that's how it came up that that Curtis um, had voted for Thatcher because she talks about the sociopolitical mm-hmm. situation or that gave rise to that these bands like grew out of or gave rise to them. And I, I have it bookmarked on Goodreads. I really can't remember. It's a fairly new book. Mm. Um, uh, I, I think when she was on Lydia's podcast, it wasn't even out yet. And this was like maybe within the last couple months, but interesting, it, interesting, interesting take on it. It's more of a, a Political history of England and how that led to the rise of goth music. But she also covers all the bands, evidently. Here's my uh, just like gut reaction based on zero research or knowledge. I feel like goth bands internationally, not not necessarily like American goth bands. I feel like American goth is very mired in queer culture. But overseas goth bands, I feel like they probably do lean more conservative. Goth is a very like restrained genre. Some of them do, most of them don't. Yeah. Like Def and June. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was the... <laughs> I'm yes. just kidding, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a dialogue reading with Gothic Aaron unless we talk about Death and June, guys, okay? <laughs> well, hey, you haven't gotten snipped at for playing them or talking about I him mean, yet, who's so... listening, though? You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? So, like, maybe if more than five people listened, I would get an email, but I haven't. If you have a problem with Death and June or Gothic Aaron or Dialogue Radio... We played them, like, once, right? Oh, maybe was... just you and I have talked about playing Oh, Death yeah, yeah. No, much. I was actually... He, he was going to be on the Pride set list, the, mm. the game set list. That was going to do the song yeah. Hollows of Devotion, which was about the time that he had sex with the priest in an airport bathroom while the priest's family waited outside for the priest. That's pretty but cool. But it was a little too, like, slow and acoustic-y for yeah. the rest of the set list, so it didn't work, but... I mean, there might be more Death in June now that I know that there's no blowback, and there's I, I, no I kind of feel like the whole fervor over him has kind of died away in the culture anyway. I mean, there's like more... More uh, pressing things to worry about. Yeah, than, than being like, yo, gay dude that's like fetishizing Nazi culture. Right. Not that big of a deal, bro. And like, it is just a fetishization thing. It is. I mean, it he totally is, is. his politics aren't... I mean, he's... He's not... Su- he was like against Brexit. You know, he um, was very much uh, outspoken against the incarceration of Pussy Riot when they were censored by uh, Russia and Russia. thrown in jail. Um, you know, the the band that he started out with, the punk band Crisis, were incredibly left-leaning. So, I mean, he's not... He's not super right-leaning. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, that makes sense. That no. makes sense. Um, but I do feel like goth, like goth, like international goth at least, I feel like it does. They, like it has more conservative, like restrained origins. Well, they play with the aesthetic. They play with the aesthetic of fascism a lot more, I think, than American bands, and that really just has to do with the time period of, mm-hmm. you know, because in the seventies when a lot and like punk did it. It came from punk, you know, and but then Throbbing Gristle would do it, 
um, and it all kind of came out of that um, exploring and trying to still understand like what happened during World War II because a lot of these kids' parents, you know, actually fought in World War II. Yeah. Um, you know, Douglas Pierce from Death in June, his dad fought against the Nazis, you mm -hmm. know, in World War II. He was a fighter pilot, um, uh, I believe. And um, How do you know? This is what... So this is why I love having you on, by the way. First of all, you're like a wealth of information. Also, I'm like, I love to flash back to what I perceive to be that moment of you reading something to learn that fact. In my mind, it's like, Gothic Aaron's in his apartment. He's laying in bed and he's just like on his phone and he's like, oh, the guy from Death and Jew's dad was a fighter in World War II. I'm going to store this in the back of my mind. Yeah, I think it was an interview, but there's also this book about Death and June called uh, Misery and Purity that's mm. like way out of print. And even when I got my hands on it like 20 some years ago, it was not an easy one to find now. It's one of those things that goes for like a few hundred dollars yeah. if you can find it. And it's just like interviews and this guy who wrote it sort of like filling in some biographic details. And, you know, so I think it might have come from might have been that or some other interview, but yeah. Um, I hear you. Douglas well, Pierce is not, I mean, there's this, yes, like you're, I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, and maybe this is my own cognitive dissidence, but I'd always looked at it as a very fetishistic thing, you know, along the lines of like Janae's novel Funeral Rites or the movie The Night Porter or, you know, because there was mm -hmm. a lot of that around, like, yeah. you know. Instead of and and in the S and M scene, there is a lot of of using that, and mm -hmm. um, it does kind of come out of throbbing gristle. Uh, all all roads of uh, aesthetic fascism in in art rock go back to throbbing gristle. That's I very think. true. Um, I think so too. Uh, I also wanted to say, even though like we don't necessarily have to mention this on air, but uh, just you know, train of thought here. Uh, have you gotten a copy? Of Jamie Stewart's Anything That Moves Yet? It finally showed up, yes. I finally I got it. mine, too. I haven't read it yet. Also, by the way, if you paid the extra money to get the hardback with the autograph, the motherfucking autograph in the book is a sticker. Yeah. Of Jamie Stewart's signature. Yeah. yeah. They I am that. about to Karen out on Yelp. <laughs> no. Sacred Bones, you fucked a rough trade. Rough trade? You got Jamie Stewart to send a bunch of fucking stickers so you can plop it on my hardback book that I waited months and months and months to get? Fuck you, dog. Um, The same thing happened with the, the most recent Brady Stanellis book, The Shards, because I, I pre-ordered the UK copy because Brett was like, yeah, I'm not doing a US tour. Mm -hmm. And there was no word on whether the, the US version would come signed. And also, I liked the cover art for the UK version better. So I mm -hmm. pre-ordered that. The art layout on the the uk version of the shards is is really fucking nice oh, it's, it's really it good but yeah you get it and you know the inside because it takes place in high school so i mean there's actually a picture of brett from high school and like the inside cover looks like a yearbook and you know under brett's name where it would be his name is where he signed and i saw pictures online I'm like that's so cool but then when you get it it's a fucking it's also a sticker that's stupid well so i also have the the signed american version because i went into green apple mm -hmm. to pick up some other stuff and coincidentally enough they had one copy left oh, okay. and i still hadn't gotten the uk version yet. i'm like i don't yeah. know if it's lost or what's going on so i'll just grab yeah. this and so that one's actually signed on the book on the book but yeah. i think it's just due to the international thing like the cost of shipping 20 pounds of books across the pond 
you yeah. know, I don't know that that's that's feasible. Well, the reason I mention that is so DJ Fun Size and I have decided that we're going to do a shoe shoe episode, which is we've talked about a bunch. Uh-huh. Me, you, and DJ Fun Size, who are the three number one shoe shoe fans, um, doing a shoe shoe episode. But I was like, oh, let's read anything that moves and then do a shoe shoe set. But I was like, dude, I have to do one just with Katie, or sorry. Just with DJ Fun Size, and I, sorry to dox you there, Katie. Uh, and then I have to do one just with Gothic Aaron because this would be like a forty-five hour show if it was me, you, and Katie doing a, a sushi show. I think we can trim it down. No, no. You and I have played five songs in the last hour. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we like to talk, and that's the beauty of Dialone Radio is talking. True, true. And true, so true, I feel true. like I would want to do a separate one to allow you the space to say what you have to say sure. about the book okay. and Shushu. Okay. Because all of us have a lot to say about Shushu. Yeah. So, anyways, if we lost you with the Shushu banter, sorry. Uh, we're going to play Adult, and then we're going to play uh, Joy Division. Don't get me wrong. I love this song, okay? Uh, I'm going to play this song at my wedding. I'll be like, that's our wedding dance, Level Tears Apart. Um... And then we'll play, uh, de- oh, did we talk about Dead Can Dance? What's up with uh, ubiquitous Mr. Lovegrove? Uh, Brendan Perry, who sings a song, is also Cancer. Nice. So that's another goth band. Yeah. I mean, well, goth adjacent. At least, You're I don't know a Garen, Of course it's a goth band. I, I don't know what Lisa Gerard's star sign is, but um, Brendan Perry. Also another one that I randomly saw on Instagram. I can't remember which. I think 4AD was like wishing me a happy birthday on their Instagram. I'm like, oh shit, Brendan Perry is also a fucking cancer guy. Why are all these goth dudes cancers? Because they cry. Yeah. They're water signs. They cry. Well, and also because cancer evidently is a hella dark and moody fucking sign. It is. So it makes sense that you, gothic Aaron, right. are a cancer. Yeah. Sorry, I missed your birthday. I love you. Happy birthday. I love you too. Thank you. I mean, right. we kind of did celebrate it. You had me on here on that, that Friday. and That's the stage of alcoholism that I'm in in my life is where I'm like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I mean, okay. where are you being here? Yeah. I just remember like the birthday element. You know yeah. what I mean? All right, here we go. Adults.
said I was untrue I never found a home inside of you Never let it be said I was untrue I gave you all my time Street to the world. This is BFF.FM. What's up? That was White Stripes with Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground, which is my favorite uh, White Stripes song. After Jolene, it is one of my other favorite ones, too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. So who is the cancer? Is it Jack White or yep. Meg White? Jack White's, Jack White's cancer. Oh. 
All right. I uh, I believe it. Um, I've actually recently gotten some scrutiny about my feelings about Meg White. So Meg White, uh, I'm I'm by no means a drummer, uh-huh. but I do like a lot of bands that are percussion heavy. Uh-huh. Um, so I I pay pretty close attention to percussion, and I've always found t- taking some issue with Meg White's drumming because it's very primitive, um, and I'm always like, "Bitch, give me a fill, give me a flam." Spice it up a little bit. What the fuck? And people are like, yo, Meg White's a great drummer. And I'm like, sure, probably. I'm sure she's a great drummer in that way. But to me, you got to jazz it up a little bit. Very straightforward. Um, And I wonder what her sign is. I don't know. But I mean, but isn't that the whole thing about the, especially the early White Stripes albums is is a very stripped down kind of a style, right? It is. It is. but I just not that stripped down. So that's I like don't know. that's like uh, there's this Bikini Kill song, Rebel the Rebel Girl, which is like arguably the most like famous Bikini Kill Bikini Kill Girl like Riot Girl song. The drums on that fucking song are literally like psh, 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 like the whole song, and it drives me fucking banana. I cannot listen to that song, and I feel like I love the White Stripes. However, there are certain songs where I'm like, come on, do a little something. Like, I can't with this just like, get a drum machine. I cannot with that. I can't. I'm sorry. I never noticed, honestly. I It <sighs> it all just, that was the White Stripe sound, you know, that all yeah. was, that's just how it was. That was that was the aesthetic, the sensibility. It could be the, different, Aaron. But no, and also I know nothing <laughs> about music, so I'm like, You know so much about music. Well, like- you know biographical details of musicians I like and pick, but like I know I know nothing about the mechanics of making music. I don't know. I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit. I feel like Maybe. if you were like if you were to have a conversation with some other person besides me out in the world about music, you would find that you have a wealth of information. Maybe I mean mo- well, maybe no, for sure. <laughs> uh, I feel like. Um, so I I watch these. Um, so I, I am absolutely I, I identify as like a music nerd, like a dyed in the wool music nerd, and um, I watch a lot of like YouTube videos of specific people. And I was watching I was watching Anthony Fantano, um, his video about the latest Fallout Boy song, which is covering Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire," and it's this dissecting the lyrics because they updated the lyrics. By the way, I did not even know follow up. And it's like a thing. Michael Jordan, Pokemon, George Bush, Holocaust. Like, it's like so bad. But, you know, like those are also like not contemporary things either. Like no. George Bush, Pokemon. That's like the 90s. Well, it was like every it was like every sociopolitical major event from 1990 to today. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I want to like, yeah, it's really bad. It's like, uh, and the um, the pacing is on par with like the original, but the lyrical content is like lacking, inconsistent. 
historically inaccurate and just straight up stupid, right? Right. So I'm watching this video because it's like 100% up my alley. I'm like, Anthony Fantano is talking shit about Fallout Boy yeah. and their cover of the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Right. And in that time, I was realizing, I was like, this is like some deep music nerd shit. You know, like yeah. your average person does not care to watch a 25 minute video dissecting the lyrical content of a Fallout Boy song when you don't even like Fallout Boy. Right. No. Um. The. Uh, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. No. Agreed. And I. I. I wouldn't go down that rabbit hole. Um. But you would go down another rabbit hole. Would be the Pete Wentz nudes, right? The Pete Wentz. Pete nudes? Wentz isn't. Wait. Isn't what? Wentz, no. Is he what? from Fallout Boy? I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like Pete. It's like W E N T Z. Like it back when Fall Out Boy were like more of a thing. He's not the lead singer, but I can't remember what he plays in Fall Out Boy. But like he had some like uh, dick pics or something. They're not like full on dicks, but yeah, like he sent some like, pics like the to a shaft girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like, like pube a shaft? little coy with it. Yeah, oh, okay. um, it wasn't like full on anything. Like anyone cares about a pube shaft? No one cares about your pube shaft, right? But I mean, it was Give us very the head. clearly him, <laughs> and it was like way back in the day when like no one had nudes circulating on the internet. Nudes so it was, was kind like of a not big chill. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like everyone has nudes. You go to a job interview, like, could you just send us your hidden folder <laughs> of your nudes, please? Right. Uh, can we see your OnlyFans link along with your Facebook profile yeah. and your Instagram? And what's your profile pic on Smellies, Stinkies, Sniffies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is uh, just a picture of my shirtless chest. There is no, oh, no bush. No, it is very mm. tame. Yeah. Also, too, I love uh, when dudes send unsexy uh, dick pics when you're like, that's not even hot, my dude. Like, And so this Pete Wentz situation, it sounds like it's like pubes and shaft. Like, he, no one cares about that. Yeah, he was. He sent it to some girl or something. And that's she so funny. Them or something, and they're like on old, like an old IKEA. Like they're like phone, on like the QWERTY the... keyboard. Yeah, yeah sidekick. Yeah, yeah. T-Mobile sidekick situation. Yeah, I remember sexting on a. I had a hot pink razor back when before there was the QWERTY keyboard, and it was just like you had to press a number multiple times oh, in order God. to get the right yeah. letter. Yeah, and I remember sexting a guy with my hot pink razor. Like for hours and hours and hours, um, he was from Merced, and his name was Christopher, but he went by Lele. And I remember he came and saw my band play when I was like nineteen, and he was also married to my ex girlfriend, who I also dated her brother. It was a tangled. It was a tangled web. And uh, yeah, I just remember. I mean, and honestly, like uh, we never hooked up. It was just a, a lot of extensive sexting on a on a razor, which is yeah. difficult. Yeah, you have to press a button like multiple times in order. People don't understand the struggle of sexting with early cell phone technology. I didn't do it, but also I was like, when that stuff was going on, I was in a relationship, so I didn't That's have true. to like sex with anyone because I could just get it from the dude I was living with. I know, but I miss, I mean, so I'm in a relationship and I have sex a bunch and it's whatever. It's great, whatever. But I miss sexting. The other day I was like, just like watching TV and I was like, man, the sweet spot for me was like a bottle of wine, some reality TV and just someone to sext. And I'm like, who am I going to sext now? Nobody. Right. Not as cool. Yeah. 
I, you know, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, yeah, I just want to get to the point where like there's you're just comfortable and, you know, you're already there. And I mean, I I I know a lot of people like the newness and the thrill of all that. But it's just I, I as someone who is a very anxious person and deals with a lot of anxiety already, like Mm. I'm much more comfortable once we get past that because there's no yeah. more anxiety for me like the the anxiety of like engaging with someone new especially on a sexual level sometimes the anxiety is so much that it, it detracts from the thrill of it for yeah me. um but no i mean no it can be it can be it depends on the person also i mean yeah you know although it's kind of a one and done right because if it's someone that you know you've been flirty with then you finally Get there, do it, and then you're and done. And then it's like, okay, yeah, on to the next smell one. Ya. Smell you, yeah. later. Smell, smellies later. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I uh, as someone that's in a committed re- monogamous relationship, um, I miss sexting people. So, uh, that that is a point of contention or up for debate for some people, I think, because I've I've never had an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, laziness, honestly, it's just like, I, I get just, it. Meeting introvert, meeting new yeah. people is such a fucking ass ache. And yeah. I'm just like, if I got one person to fuck, why do I need more? I understand. But, no, I'm not trying to do sex with but, any more than one person. However, I, I do- don't think sexting is like a, a deal breaker for me. Like well, it, it wouldn't be like that's out of bounds. Like go fucking send dick pics to whoever as long as it stays online like i don't care also even if it doesn't at this point in my 40s i'm just sort of like well let's talk about the context yeah i mean were you trying to hand grenade the relationship is that why you did it or Mm -hmm. were you just horny and this happened and yeah then if it was the latter just go get your skink ass tested and you know we'll get through this like totally i mean i i definitely am with you I feel like uh, for me personally, I could use a night off. Yeah. I could use a night of like 90 Day Fiance and my dog and a lean cuisine and a fucking bottle of white wine. And go and, forth and, and conquer. Yeah, and picks of dick. Yeah, and picks of your dick. Go forth and conquer. However, uh, I'm in a relationship with someone that is not okay with that. So there's a lot of just like, okay, uh, I'm going to pretend like I don't jerk off to things that aren't you. You know, when there's like this conversation, I was like, oh, I I like masturbated to a picture of you. I'm like, you don't have to. You see me all the time. Right. Jerk off to someone else. That's Get into it. The you see a new body. Explore like joy of it. Like yeah. It, yeah. I mean it get some get some phone strange or whatever. Yeah, right? <laughs> Like, you don't got to jerk off pictures of me. You see me in bed. I'll be snoring. I'm drunk. I'm passed out. I'm snoring. Like, I'm in my underwear. I got a piece of pizza on my chest. Like, you've seen it, dog. Go see someone else. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I I definitely am, am probably more aligned with what you're saying of, like, I, not to, uh, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to say it. I think that, you know, that's a little more realistic. Yeah, duh. You know, giving the release valve, like being in a relationship, a long-term committed relationship, even if you're not having other sexual partners, it, it you know, 
it's it's a lot to navigate and i think just letting people have that release valve of like you know okay like if if non-monogamy doesn't work for us like you know you still need to be an independent person totally especially when it comes to your sexuality and your private sex time of like yeah you know because there's a sex shop with your partner there's the the stuff that you like watching mm-hmm. porn you know there's 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 internet acquaintances that you chat dirty with that you know sure. it's never gonna go anywhere but it's fun to be flirty and and whatever and i don't i wouldn't require any potential partner to like shut all of that down no no like you know go forth and be horny on the internet that's what it's for my thing too is like vacation so i love hoeing the fuck out on vacation it's my favorite a lot of people do i love travel exhausts me so i'm just like i love hoeing out on vacation i recently went to dallas texas to go to a horror movie convention and, oh shit, I didn't know that. Oh okay. yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Um the first night I got a room at like kind of like a nice hotel in, in downtown Dallas and they had a hotel bar. And I was like, dude, all I have to do is literally walk down there and I could have yeah. sex with like whoever. It's fine. Yeah. Not that I'm so hot. It's just like a hotel room bar is like a hotel bar is like the easiest prey of all. Right. You know? And I literally had to like lock myself in the room to be like, Jill, brother Jill, <laughs> do not do go it. down. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't go down to the hotel bar. But to me, I'm like, man, there's something about vac- And so I'm like, if I were to design a perfect relationship, it would be a don't ask, don't tell, non-monogamy where if you're out with your friends and you meet someone or you're traveling, if it's like happenstance or even maybe even intentional, like just have fun. But like, I don't necessarily need to know about it. Um, but as long as you don't let it impact the relationship, it's fu- it's fucking fine, dude. Right. It's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. The older I get, the more I reevaluate what, I would be comfortable with in a relationship and like I I undecided on whether or not I could do full like open relationship but also like I you know those things that were just listed off would not be problematic for me no my thing is like I would never be into polyamory because I'm like no that's too I have hobbies I have I work I have hobbies I do not have the bandwidth no to be a sex nerd where I'm uh-huh. like, yo, I got to like do a bunch of talking and feeling to navigate a relationship so I can like fuck some other person or be in a relate. I can barely have a relationship with one person. Right. Barely. Which is like, again, why I've not, you know, the open thing has never appealed to me, even though that's not like relationships with other people. Just well, the like one non-monogamy night, like, is different than polyamory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I. I, I would need someone to to take the lead on that. Like, mm-hmm. if the dude was like, yeah, you know, things are great, but monogamy is just not for me, I'd be like, okay, well, we can try this. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much I'd use the hall pass, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But Because I'm tired and, bo- and, like, I got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, you know, who knows? We'd, we'll see. Um, if... Uh, not like I'm ever gonna fucking date anyone any anytime. Soon. I don't know. You never know. I don't. Know. I literally was like 
more or less, I mean, like, yes, I was with someone who was already partnered for 15 years. So, like, in a way, it's, like, the perfect, like, avoidant attachment situation. See, that's where I'm at. Like, most of these dudes that I've been, like, mm-hmm. hooking up with, they're they're all partnered. Yeah. I'm assuming that, and I'm pretty sure they're all in open relationships because it's gay dudes care. in San Francisco. But yeah. that's the other thing. It's, like, your business is your yeah, business. Yeah, hey, look, I, I, I don't need I to don't, know... I, I don't. Yeah, I don't check receipts. It's fine. I don't even know your last name. Most of them, I don't even know, I don't your, know your first, first name. name. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I care. Don't give a shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, you're the one who's gonna have to deal with it in the morning. Yeah, it's not my fucking problem. Yeah, but I will say this, Aaron. I, in a million, gajillion, quadrillion years, never thought I would be in a monogamous relationship with anyone. Where I'm like living together, really? being together. Okay. No, never. I die alone, radio with brother Jill on BFF right, 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 FM. Right. I never, never, never thought. And it just randomly happened. And I don't know what the longevity of the situation is. It might be a long time, might not be a long time, but you just never know. I've branded myself as someone that was like consistently single and happy being single. And I, I do think that is very er- made in earnest. And made in celebration of like freedom and convenience. And my house is always fucking clean because I'm the only one that lives there. And it's great. But sometimes you just meet some fool that doesn't go away. And you're like, I guess I love you. Blah, 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 blah. I can't suck dick on vacation. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But I guess you'd need to like meet because like I just, the apps, I do not. I deleted all of them, yeah. and it's just we met on I, the apps. I, I feel like there's like, and I don't know if this is in the straight world, but there's it was going on before COVID, but after COVID, there's just so much more app fatigue. I feel, yeah, and I people believe that. just aren't responsive. No one's into it. It's like, yes, finding sex you can do that, but finding yeah. someone actually wanting to go on a date, and also the other thing is like the the number of people now that are just like especially gay dudes in San Francisco that are partnered. It's like, even that's the other thing on the apps too, is like, I'd be scrolling through and it's like, Oh, like he seems, Oh, open relationship. It's like, okay, well I can have him for one night, but it's not like there's anything more there. I will say this though, listeners and Gothic Aaron, I will say this. First of all, you can't see Gothic Aaron, but I'm going to tell you Gothic Aaron is gorgeous. Number one, gorgeous, smoky eyes. Uh, Very, very fashionable. Very funny, smart, cultured, does well for himself, has great taste. And I have seen men fawn over Air, Air, Gothic Aaron. Really? And Yeah, and Gothic Aaron is totally fucking oblivious. Yeah, I really am. You're so oblivious. I, yeah. When we went to the W, to the penthouse, Gabriel was just like, first of all, you had been on a date with Gabriel before. Number one, you don't remember because you don't care. But you had been on a date with Gabriel before and Gabriel was like talking French to you and talking to you. And Gabriel is a recent recipient of a very large Facebook lawsuit payout. And you were like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, (laughs) I feel like you are walking through the world and people are tossing you their dicks and their balls and their butts. And you're like, I don't know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
to the like you're so oblivious we were just talking about music and yeah and you had been on a date with him before and you don't remember how long ago was that i don't know but he was like i've been on a date with this bitch before i don't know he doesn't remember me and i was like well i don't know i'm doing as many drugs as you are i don't remember either and i also wasn't there also, peace out. I'm but gonna... I seldom have gone on dates with other goth dudes, so like that would have stood out. Like having going on a date and talking about like Roz Williams and like you know that is one that I would have remembered. I don't know because he clearly remembers you. You're a very distinct person, and I you did not remember him. And That's so crazy, he was so on your fucking jock, and you were just like. Yeah, 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 flippant about it. You're like, meh, 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 meh. I have other things on my mind. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this well, is why. Yeah, also that was right after my dad died. Yeah. So I did have other things on my mind. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there, Fair you know, enough. And then the fractured family dynamics that happened and all this other Fair shit enough. that I for haven't sure. talked about on, on here. Sure. So yeah, there were, for sure. there were other things on. But I'm just saying. I've seen attractive, available men who have been very interested in you where you're just like, yeah, anyways. Do I really get that? Like, You get a lot of attention. You're a very attractive dude. No, no. The standoffish. Because maybe that's my problem is like, I don't know how to read people like unless people yeah. are like really pretty fucking direct with me or something yeah and uh, no i've been accused of being like you're unapproachable you're standoffish you're cold you're blah 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 like so i don't know but also like i don't know how evidently that that's how i come across on the apps like i, I don't read as as fun or interesting but well first of all you're very interesting number one and you are fun i have a lot of fun with you however i can see where people are like you're unapproachable I feel like it's a uh, um, maybe it's I don't know. I mean, like here I am, Calix DJ Dead Air. I don't really know what is a proper term for what I'm trying to say, but it's very much just like someone can be very enthusiastic about you, mm-hmm. but you're not able to read that, right? And so you respond with a almost equal and reactive level of unbeing excited about that person. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You're just, someone's just like, Aaron, 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 can I talk to you about this, 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 and this? Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yo. <laughs> I feel like that is very much a vibe I've experienced consistently since I've known you is like people just being like on your jock and you just being like, yeah, anyways, um, so, oh no, whatever. It's like a disengagement. Yeah. There's not like a connection made for you. There's like no connecting. Yeah, no, and uh, I mean, I I guess there's a, a shutting down of like not also wanting to be vulnerable or appearing vulnerable. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how conscious it is because... But, I yeah. don't think it's conscious. I don't. I don't, I don't think you do it on purpose at all. No. I think you're just very much just like, yeah, okay. I also get like over because like again like very fucking introverted and with new people who are very like yeah. uh, wanting to engage with me like mm-hmm. uh, that just I, I retreat in on myself and I don't know. I how feel to like really you find that. enthusiasm distasteful. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I am a cat person. <laughs> I am not a dog person. Like, if you're coming up and running at me, trying to yeah. snip my balls and and jump all over my lap, I'm no. But you know, it has to be a delicate dance. Yeah, yeah. all all dudes that um like gothic dudes that are listening, take it easy, man. Right, gothic well, Aaron is a subtle the... a subtle uh, yeah, that subtly charm over a period of time. That's the other thing is that I'm typically not into other goth dudes. I understand. Other goth dudes, not the most. Goth people in general, not the most attractive in my mind. Yeah. Also, this is I mean, terrible. But goth like Harry and I would like go to goth nights and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at these nerds. Well, I mean, look at the guys we've talked like Simon Rex. You know, he's hot though. Alexander Skarsgård. He's you know? hot too. I mean, like, I'm not. I don't know. I like. Uh, you have a type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I get that Gabriel is not your type, so I understand. I, you know, I, I was, I had had some champagne that night. Oh, yes, more than champagne, but yes, really remember. <laughs> not I blow do us remember out. we talked about Roz Williams and kept putting songs on and playing the Cocteau Twins and Christian Death and. But yeah, that night is kind of a blur. Actually, that whole like from when my dad died up until probably this spring, I don't really remember. Like, yeah, I was in a fugue the entire yeah. time. No, I I um, totally get that. I totally get that. And like, I can relate. That night, I was in a, I was in a state myself, and uh, I totally understand interacting with someone and like not picking up cues or just not caring to pick up cues. Like, I don't care. I'm on my own shit right now. Yeah, no. Like my dad was dead, not even like two months. Yeah. And there was, I, I don't even want to get it on record of like the weird shit that was going on with, yeah. with my family. You would think that the death of a very toxic person, that would be the end of it. But it was sort of like, no, it, a plume. It, it, other of people, family. either people pick, uh, picked up the torch. Yeah. Ugh. Essentially, well, you are a wonderful gem, and uh, regardless of where you are in your grief journey, uh, you're a wonderful gem. Why? Well, thank you. Yeah. So true. And uh, also, uh, I feel like you are uh, bad at dating. So. I'm a what? Bad at dating. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really am. It's okay, me too. We got five minutes left, Aaron. So let's talk about what song. So we have like four songs. So I can... know that you had advertised Danzig, and I feel like that would be a fun one. But also Screaming Jay Hawkins, I Put a That's Spell a on one. You, is really important because also this is one of the songs you can kind of trace back the origins of goth too. You really can. Absolutely. How about this? We'll play Danzig because it's three minutes, and then we'll end. On Screaming Jay Hawkins. Okay, and sorry, Blondie, we love you. Sorry, but, Blondie. But not tonight, Debbie. And also, I have successfully managed to talk so much that we do not have to play Beck, Devil's <laughs> Haircut. Fuck you, Beck. Fuck I'll, you, dog. I'll take Danzig and Screaming Jay over Beck. I Same. threw him on there because he's a cancer. But... Wow. I'm into it. Mother, 
Stop the things you do 